0: do not stand at my grave and weep I am not there, I do not sleep I am a thousand winds that blow I am the diamond glints on snow I am the sunlight on ripened grain I am the gentle autumn rain When you awaken in the morning's hush I am the swift, uplifting rush Of quiet birds in circled flight I am the soft stars that shine at night. Do not stand at my grave and cry. I am not there. I did not die. Poem by Mary Elizabeth Fry. Hello, so I just went through my dad's little agenda and it has a ton of numbers of people and little things from the year 2007. That's when he came and stayed with me for three months while I was pregnant and gave birth um, to my son. Actually, yeah, so was 2008 when he came. But it also had some ferry tickets from when he did come and stay with me in there and I guess he brought this on his trip to see me but what I found in there was also a number for one of the counselors at the Native Friendship Centre he used to go to and I just thought I'd share a quick funny thing he would say when he lived right across from there in Northern Ontario he would joke that he was so not politically correct with things sometimes but that's also what made me laugh too and I corrected him a ton but whatever I don't even care at this point but he would say "Um, I'm an Indian too I could go to the Native Friendship Center and he would go there and I just called this counselor whose number was in there from the Native Friendship Center and we talked for a while, and it was nice how my dad found support there, and and um, he, this counselor ended up remembering how my brother was encouraging my dad to move closer to his kids and grandkids, and how my dad had asked him, what do you think? And this sweet guy was just really open about I can't tell you what to do but it could be nice for you what is there left here for you and so my dad finally made the decision to move closer to us and this man was so sweet he also described how he knew my mom and my aunt and he knew a lot of my family from when my mom was a teenager and my uncle and it's a small town so everybody knows each other But he also talked a bit about how in his tradition, when people die, you're going back home. And when the soul is ready, regardless of the time and place, it'll just leave. So I told him how my dad died. And anyways, I find it really a source of comfort to connect with the stories connect with the places and also to really allow for that letting go process to happen so this is day 18 since my dad died thanks for listening and I hope you're feeling well and cared for and loved
1: ourselves are nature. We can't continue to hold ourselves above nature in this way. Um, that being said, I just want to think about stewardship a bit when we're talking about things like ethical wildcrafting and working with nature and extracting anything or taking anything. I want to share briefly the words of Dr. Robin Wall Kimmerer from her book Gathering Moss. Because she speaks to stewardship so well, illustrating this deep, time-human and more-than-human relationship that we hold with creation better than I ever could. She says, I love listening to a bog, the papery rustle of dragonfly wings, the banjo twang of a green frog, the occasional hiss of sedges moving in the breeze. On a hot summer day, if you're very quiet, you can witness the smallest discernible sound I know, the pop of sphagnum capsules. It's hard to imagine that a sound emitted by a capsule only one millimeter long could be audible. Their capsules, tiny urns on a short stalk above the moss, explode like a pop gun. The heat of the sun builds up air pressure inside the capsule until the top blows off, propelling the spores upward. In this stillness listening intently i thought i heard the sound of a water drum a quaking bog feels to me like the living embodiment of the water drum the mat of the sphagnum stretched across the surface of the water held in a granite bowl carved by a glacier the sphagnum is a living membrane stretched across stretched between two shores creating a meeting place for the earth and sky embracing the water within I am standing quietly on the surface of an earthly drum, my feet supported by the floating sphagnum, responding to the smallest movement, rippling under my shifting weight. I start to dance, in the old way, heel and toe, in slow tempo, each football rippling across the bog and answered by the returning wave, rising to meet my step. My feet make a drumbeat on the surface and the whole bog is set in rhythmic motion. The soft peat responds to my step, compressing with the downward beat and springing back. It too is dancing beneath me, sending its energy up to the surface. Dancing on the sphagnum, buoyant on the surface of the peat, I feel the power of connection with what has become before, the deep peat of the memory holding me up. The drumbeat of my feet calls up echoes from the deepest peat, the oldest time. The pulsing rhythm, persistent, wakens the old ones. And as I dance, I can hear their faraway songs, the songs of the water drum in the medicine lodge, the songs they made winnowing wild rice on the shores of a vast blue lake, mingled with the voices of loons. Emerging like a vapor from the deep peat of memory come the farewell songs and the cries of the people... Marched off below of their beloved homelands, prodded down the trail of death at the point of the bayonet, and brought them to the dry lands of Oklahoma where no loons sang. Up, up through the peat, up through their time, the voices are rising. Voices of the good sisters of St. Mary's teaching the red children their dupl- duplicitous catechism. Dancing, sending the message of my presence through the peat. I can feel in response the rumbling vibration of the train wheels rolling eastward, carrying my grandfather, just nine years old, to Carlisle Indian School, where the water drum nearly lost its voice. Memory, like Pete, connects the long dead and the living. Spirit, like water, was wicked up from below, hand to hand from the watery depths to the parched surface where my grandfather lived in boarding school barracks, sustaining him. They did not kill the Indian, for today I am dancing on a water drum of peat in a country of vast blue lakes where loons are calling. Dancing, my feet sending the message of my presence in the waves through the peat, and in the waves of memory, they send back the message of their presence. We are still here. Like the living surface of the magnum, the sunlit green layer at the top of the column of dark accumulated peat, individually ephemeral, collectively enduring, we are still here. Maybe my presence need not be marked by more than my red sneaker. As a citizen of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, I follow something um, called the Great Law, and one of the principles in the Great Law is this concept of a treaty